Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello there. This episode is sponsored by italki, a super convenient and flexible way to get one-to-one lessons to improve your English as quickly and effectively as possible. Are you looking for a one-to-one teacher? Would you like to take English lessons on Skype whenever and wherever you want? Of course, Luke. Well, look no further because italki is the solution for you. That's not how you say solution. Uh, italki is the solution for you, not solution. That's not how that word is pronounced. What are you talking about, Luke? Just get on with it. Okay. So, uh, remember that italki are offering all of you a free lesson. That's right. For all the information, check out teacherluke.com co.uk slash talk or click an italki logo on my website all right then good so let's begin the episode now with the jingle again that's not how you say that word what are you doing i don't know uh, jingle you're listening to luke's english podcast for more information visit teacherluke.co.uk Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing, ladies? How are you doing, gentlemen? How are you doing, pets that may be listening? And any any other life form which might be um, in the vicinity while you're listening to this? Uh, Strange, Another strange intro, but I'm going to keep going. I've decided I'm going to just keep going as I did in the the last one. Hope you enjoyed the last episode with uh, Ralph Miller. Anyway, today... On the podcast, I have another interview for you to listen to as part of your learning English routine. This time, I'm talking to Jessica Beck, who you might know from the IELTS Energy podcast. I have spoken to Jessica before on this podcast, back in episode number 297, when we talked about using humour in the speaking part of the IELTS test. So IELTS Energy is an appropriate title for that podcast because Jessica has loads of energy, as you will hear. When we recorded this conversation, it was seven o'clock in the morning for her because of the time difference, uh, which is pretty early for podcasting. But she was already wide awake and ready to go. Maybe it's that American can-do attitude or the coffee that she's been drinking. I don't know. But her energy is infectious. It's one of the hallmarks of the IELTS Energy podcast, in fact. Energetic sort of um, motivation and stuff. That's what you get from IELTS Energy and also the All Ears English podcast, which Jessica is also associated with. Uh, Just in case you don't know, Jessica Beck is an English teacher who lives in Portland, which is in Oregon, which is in the northwest of the United States of America, which is in North America, which is in America, the continent, which is on Earth. Yes, so you're going to be listening to a combination of Jessica's American English and my British English in this conversation. So Jessica does IELTS Energy, but she's on my podcast today because she's just launched a new website and YouTube channel, which is called Honestly English. This is her new 
project. And I thought that we could talk a little bit about that and some of the topics that she's been teaching recently in her videos and on her blog. So Honestly English, that's honestlyenglish.com. This is Jessica's own channel. It's her own project and therefore is a space where she can teach English in her own way and cover topics that mean a lot to her personally. And since Jessica is a huge pop culture nerd, a bit like me, a big fan of popular culture, her videos and blog posts all contain loads of references to movies and comic books and things like that. She's also very passionate about feminism and raising the status of women in society today. So these are the things that we're talking about in this episode. The Me Too movement, some language relating to that, then women in popular culture and some superhero characters from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, specifically Captain Marvel, who will be arriving in cinemas early next year in the Captain Marvel movie, and then I think also in, in Avengers 4 as well. So that's Captain Marvel. And we also talk about some female comedians from the UK and the USA that we would like to recommend to you. Now, uh, I mentioned the Me Too movement there. I think this is a global phenomenon, but you might call it something else in your country. In France, it was called hashtag balance ton pork, which directly translates as balance your pork uh, or balance your pig, which doesn't really mean anything if you translate the words directly, I think. But the proper translation of that would be something like denounce your pig or maybe name and shame your abuser. Uh, that's how uh, Me Too is known in France hashtag balance ton pork, but hashtag me too in the English-speaking world. It may have another name in your country. Uh, Wikipedia defines hashtag me too uh, like this. So the me too movement, or hashtag me too, uh, with many local and international alternatives, is a movement against sexual harassment and sexual assault. Hashtag MeToo spread virally in October 2017 as a hashtag used on social media in an attempt to demonstrate the widespread prevalence of sexual assault and harassment, especially in the workplace. So MeToo is all about encouraging women. I think it's, I think it's mostly women. Obviously, there are cases in which men are subjected to this kind of uh, thing as well. But I mean, I think this is this mostly happens to women. So Me Too is, is, is all about encouraging women to come forward and share their experiences of harassment of various kinds. Um, speaking personally, I, I mean, I knew that women often have to put up with dangerous and just plain weird behavior from creepy guys. Uh, like being approached in the street or feeling unsafe in certain places or just putting up with dodgy comments and behaviour at work. I knew that that kind of thing happened, but the Me Too movement did open my eyes to how much of this kind of thing women have to put up with every day. Basically, women have to put up with a lot of, a lot of shit, basically, all the time. I didn't quite realise how much until Me Too sort of revealed what it was really like. I mean, you know, I guess that's that's what Me Too was all about. Um, I mean, you know, I think about my daughter and uh, the kind of society that she's going to grow up in. And I want her to grow up in a culture in which she feels safe. She can, she feels she can talk about things that happen to her in which she won't have to just accept certain behavior from men. And I want her to have cool characters and comedians on TV and in films that she can relate to just like I did in my childhood. Now, I know this is a 
actually quite a touchy subject. There's lots of pushing and pulling going on in terms of people arguing about the place of men and women in society and both men and women feeling targeted or victimized or demonized and things like that. I've seen so many arguments in online comment sections uh, and I find all that kind of stuff a little bit exhausting, to be honest. Um, I mean, I see arguments on YouTube and people getting really angry on both sides about something like a perceived feminist agenda in Star Wars or Doctor Who, for example. And then I see other people getting really angry about those people getting angry about feminism in Star Wars or Doctor Who. And I'm just sitting there trying not to get angry about people getting angry, about other people getting angry, about some people getting angry about feminism in Star Wars or Doctor Who or movies and culture in general. And I just think, oh, you know, can we just have a normal conversation? I don't know. Um, In any case, let's find out from Jessica about her new website. Let's learn some of the words and phrases that she can tell us about the Me Too movement, uh, as she wrote in one of her blog posts recently. And also, let's talk about Marvel movies and some great comedians that you might like to check out. Uh, There are links and videos on the page for this episode, as usual, if you want uh, examples of the comedians that we're talking about. And also there are links for Jessica's website and stuff. So check those out. Okay then, so this is Jessica Beck, energetic at seven o'clock in the morning, American English and British English combined in one conversation. And here we go. It's a little bit early, but yeah. you know, I'm I'm woken up. I'm ready. I'm ready to talk. <laughs> seven seven AM, just gone seven AM for you, isn't it? Yeah, which is which is kind of early to get going, but I guess I normally wake up at like six. You know, busy adults. Mm-hmm. You have to yeah. fit stuff in when you can. You do, you do, and you've got to be dedicated. You know, if you want to sort of be the best, you've got to be dedicated. You've got to get up <laughs> early. You've got to be, you know, the early bird catches the worm. It's true. I think I think you just read like three different inspirational posters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just have inspirational posters all around me, just saying. The early bird catches the worm, which I read sort of with, um, you know, bleary eyes at 10 a.m. Uh-uh. Um, yeah, totally. You're like, that's I'm going to start that tomorrow. I'm inspired <laughs> for later. Exactly. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to doing all this stuff later. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be so productive at another time. Yeah, exactly. That's but the goal. Now I can be lazy. I can be lazy and feel okay about it because I'm going to be so productive next week. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's true though, man. If you're, you know, like, I'm sure you wake up early to get lots of stuff done. I do, There's yes. a lot to do. You have students, you have podcasts, you got videos. I mean, yeah. but it's all... I think it's way easier to wake up early and work on your stuff if you enjoy what you're working mm. on. It, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so where are you actually right now? Are you in Portland? Yes, Portland, Oregon. Have you ever been to Portland? I've never been, but I would like to go uh, because I, I understand it's a very cool place indeed. It is. It's awesome, man. It's awesome. I mean, I kind of moved like to a little bit on the outside. So I'm sort of farther away from all the cool stuff, like the expensive donuts and the fancy slow coffee and like that kind of stuff. (laughs) But I'm right next to like miles and miles of nature trails. So Mm. that's, you know, that's the other side of cool Portland. That's great. I I live in Paris and there is no nature here at all. Nature, (laughs) nature, nature's not allowed in. 
<laughs> do do people do everything they can to forget that there is nature? <laughs> no, actually, they don't. They do the opposite. They they desperately try and cram some nature into their lives in in some way. Usually, that takes the form of a of a window box full of flowers. Ah, which yes. is quite nice, actually. But we do That's... we do have some very lovely parks in in Paris. I feel I should sort of sure. at least I don't want to spread the word that you know there's there's no sort of green spaces. <laughs> it, it is a you know there are some lovely parks and they're very beautiful historic places as well. So you know yeah sort of, for sure yeah. But that, well, that's any you know like a vibrant urban center is gonna be like that it's all about the parks portland is a it's a weird city it doesn't fit the same mold as like new york paris la like these sorts of places Mm. right like portland is a completely unique animal as far as cities go and the people here know that (laughs) why is it why is it different I don't know. I don't think it became like a cool city until kind of recently. You know, I don't think Portland identified itself as a city until probably like the late 90s. Before that, it was just kind of like a nobody thought of it as a place to visit. It was just like this industrial port town. And there was like, I don't know, people um cut down trees and sold timber and what, you know, there was nothing kind of cool about it until I don't know, the government decided to make it cool in the nineties and attracted like tech people. And then of course, Nike's on the outside of it and Nike's Nike. (laughs) So it didn't really try to be anything on the world stage until sort of recently. So yeah. All right. I don't know. It's awesome. Good place. People here are super relaxed. Yeah. I think that's the only downside of Portland is there's like a little bit of lack of motivation sometimes. How come? Why why is everyone so relaxed? (laughs) Um, That's a really good question. I think it's easy to live here, right? Yeah. You don't have to work a lot to have a nice life. And people, I guess, just enjoy the slower pace of life maybe over there, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Well, it sounds like a good place to live. Now, you you've recently launched a new website, haven't you? And, and a yes. new YouTube channel because you, obviously you do the IELTS Energy podcast and uh, all that work. But you've yeah, yes. new website, new YouTube channel. So what's all that about then? Can you tell us? Yeah, for sure. So it's called Honestly English, um, and it's kind of nerdy, you guys. So I'm taking two of my life's passions, words and entertainment, mm. <laughs> and I'm like marrying those in some new lessons for okay. you guys. So um, yeah, so every lesson on YouTube and on my site, on the blog, you get slang and idioms and phrases that we say in English, and I tell you where they come from because mm. I mean, the key to learning vocabulary, it's all about context. So this is putting new context on the slang and the idioms for you guys. Um, like, you know, where where does – why do we say nailed it? Like that was yeah. my first video on the channel. Um, so, yeah, so it gives you the history of it and the context, like how I use it, how native speakers use it now. Mm. And then I always give you guys a pop culture recommendation. So – That's another of my favorite things to nerd out on is like, why do I like this director? What did he do that you don't know about? Oh, there's this really cool comedy podcast you should check out. So, yeah. So that's what it is. It's super fun. That's good. You you mentioned the expression to to nail it or like, yeah, nailed it. So, yeah. 
What does that mean? <laughs> um, well, actually, there's a few different meanings of a, of uh, the phrase. Some mm. some fun and some not fun. Um, but oh. the positive phrase of it, right, that you see in um, internet memes and stuff, yeah. is sarcastic. So we say nailed it if you did something perfectly, right? If you did something really well. But then it turned into a sarcastic meme, like somebody just having an epic fail. And then people are sarcastic, like, oh, nailed it. Yeah. Like there's um, there's that show on Netflix called Nailed It. Do you know what that is? I've heard of it, but I've uh, never seen it. Is oh, it? my God. Yeah. It's hilarious. Do you I like think, cooking shows? No, I think shows? I've seen it. I think I have seen it. I watched it for a bit late, uh, late one night. I've yeah. got a very distant memory of watching this show. <laughs> I'd forgotten that I'd even seen it, but I think I was watching Netflix and it was quite late. So it's just a a very embedded memory. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe I could, maybe I could pull that out. Yes. Um, It's yeah, it's a cooking show, but it's not, you know, like a normal cooking show. It's hosted by a female comedian, Nicole Byer, who is hilarious. And it has three totally amateur chefs. They're not chefs, totally amateur people that try to cook and they have to like recreate this amazing um, like cake structure or something Um, and they can't. They just can't. They're Mm. even given like a recipe. They don't even make a cake from scratch. It's from a box. Like it's a mix. (laughs) Like there's really – there's really like no – there's no reason why it A five-year-old could do it. Yeah, I'd imagine it's so funny. Yeah, um, yeah, and none of them do. But it's not like negative or people making fun of each other. Yeah. It's still really positive yeah. and just lots of jokes. Yeah. I don't know. It's funny. I can imagine it would be really, really funny to watch people fail to cook. I mean, <laughs> you know, you c- my wife seems to enjoy watching me cook, so you know, I think it must be <laughs> quite entertaining. Um, so, and that's, you're normally yeah. failing, or are no, you? No, actually, as a matter of fact, uh, to go against the, the the cruel stereotype of the English and, the, and our food, no, I I'm, I actually am quite enjoying exploring the the whole cooking thing now that I'm in France. You know, because this is the country of yeah. uh, the cuisine and everything. So, you know, yes, I've got to step I've got to step up to the to the plate and uh, and and learn to learn too. But you know, mostly it's mainly just making food hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it is it's, though it's, it's that mainly is... that i mean for example yeah. you know like the other day I, I cooked some uh salmon fillets uh with uh with roasted vegetables right you just i just had a bunch of vegetables that was like we need to get rid of these so i chopped them all up right olive oil in the oven uh for an hour and then 20 minutes sure. of salmon right i didn't sure. even really move it around much nothing like that just made it hot and it was delicious so it's genuinely, <laughs> folks, I've cracked it. Cooking is just it's just making food hot. <laughs> right? That's an amazing discovery. Um, but that is basically all cooking is. You make it hot <laughs> in a pan or you make it hot in the oven. Yeah. Different different approaches to making it hot. Can, and that's kind of, that, those are amazing skills. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. So anyway, uh, so the show is called Nailed It and you watch people sarcastically. You can say, oh, he nailed it, meaning he got it kind of wrong. But also it, yeah, does, yeah, yeah. it also is used non-sarcastically to mean, yeah, you, you did it perfectly. Yeah, nailed it. Like if your student yeah. gives you exactly the right answer, you can go, yeah, nailed it. Meaning Exactly. It right. Okay. Yeah, where, where, totally. Can you tell but us? But then there's, 
there's other like slang of using nail, right? Yes. Like um, the cops nailed him, right? Which means he got arrested. Do you say that in England too? Is that in British yeah, English? Yeah, you could say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cops nailed okay. him. Uh, but uh, <laughs> also you'd say, oh, he just nailed him, meaning he sort of punched him or or, yeah. or something like that. You know, oh, he just nailed him with his, you know, with, uh, with a baseball yeah. bat or a cricket bat. It's- yeah, totally. Yeah. Like just totally just like hit him super hard, he like almost knocked him. him out. He yeah. hammered him. He nailed him. It's like, which one is it? The hammer or the nail? <laughs> Surely the hammer. Surely the, it would be the hammer, no? Or both. The person is the nail. I suppose. And the, yeah. right? Who yeah. got knocked down. Na- nailed, and the implement. Him, nailed him, meaning you turned him into a nail. And then you hit that nail with a hammer. There you go. Yeah. They okay. both work. <laughs> but I, think, I think my listeners are going to uh, remember this one now, right? Yeah, you <laughs> nailed it. You absolutely nailed it. Okay. Can you give us, can you give us an idea, maybe some more ideas of, of the things that you've been doing uh, on, on the website um, yeah, recently? Yeah, for sure. So, um, I, so this is my own, this is my own thing and I get to do whatever I want with it, which is so exciting. So something that of course is really important to me is, um, the current state of the world, the me too movement and what's, you know, the shocking things that have been happening in my own country. So yeah, that's, I did my last video last week was about where hashtag me too came from and it's not actually it didn't start last year. I mean, I thought it did, you know, I think most Mm. people do, Mm. but it actually started in 2006 by a woman named Tarana Burke. And it wasn't like a hashtag meme sort of Mm. thing. It started, it was a movement, right. To help women who were survivors of sexual abuse. So it started in 2006 and then it didn't become this viral label, which I think is supremely positive Mm. to bring this stuff out into the light and start conversations. Um, That didn't actually start till 2017. But yeah, so another thing I want to do, it's not just about what natives say, what, you know, what Mm. it's cool slang and idioms and stuff like that, which is also super fun. But I want to use my channel as a place of discussion, right? I mean, these terms, where did they come from? Why do we use them? So in addition to that Me Too video, I also did a blog post about um, slang for uh, women, like negative slang for women. And it's not that I want people to use these terms Mm. (laughs) (laughs) because they're horrible, but I think it's important to have a discussion on why the English language has so many terms for um, shaming women, and yet we don't have the equivalent for men. So there's deeper topics like that that I want to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, And primarily because I'm I'm a woman, I'm a mom, and I want to raise my son to be a feminist. So we have lots of conversations about equality and what it means to be a strong woman and a strong man who is respectful. (laughs) Because you know what? My son is going to be very handsome and he's going to be huge and strong. And so I need to start training him now. (laughs) to be a good dude. So we have lots of conversations about that. And that's something that I think it's important for people to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, um, me too. 
Can you tell us a bit about that um, for those people listening who are sort of not completely clued up on it? What sure. is what is Me Too? What's the, and what is the Me Too movement? And what is hashtag Me Too as well? Yeah, so um, hashtag Me Too started in 2017 when there was an actress, Ashley Judd, and she was interviewed by the New York Times accusing this like enormously powerful movie mogul, Harvey Weinstein. And he was head of Miramax, which, you know, I, I always loved that company because yeah. they sort of like mainstreamed indie movies. He like he's the one that brought, um, uh, let's see, like Quentin Tarantino and yeah. right, like all these amazing mm. 90s indie people like he gave them a voice, which yeah. I loved. Um, and so it was really terrible to find out that he is a horrible monster. Yeah. Um, so anyways, he uh it's hard it's hard to talk about yeah. without sounding so terrible right <laughs> um okay well, so ashley okay. judd um said that he had sexually harassed a lot of very famous people including her and nobody could talk about it before now because he was so powerful right being a powerful man he thought he could do what he wanted mm, and mm. so the hashtag me too movement is just saying no women are going to talk about these things so there's the extremely dark side like that um but in my videos i talk about there's also a less um, invasive side of it, right? Less violent, where yeah. it's just sort of everyday harassment. Whereas, like, men feel like they can comment publicly on women's appearance or their behavior, and women don't do that usually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's just starting that discussion where women can be honest about their experiences and um start to gain power yeah. in society and it can mm-hmm. i guess prevent something like you know someone like harvey weinstein from sort of you know being able to do what he's doing because i guess previously there was sort of a stigma about talking about it if you've been the, the victim of some sort of abuse yeah. and the fact that there's this movement it allows women to kind of come out and and realize that they're not alone right which can help to prevent exactly. that sort of thing happening in the future um Okay, so a monster is someone like Harvey Weinstein, you would describe as a monster, right? But uh, you mentioned kind of like the everyday forms of sort of abuse that you might get in the workplace or from people in the street or things like that, or just any situation where men feel for some reason that it's appropriate to just judge you openly especially about your appearance so how how, what about some of the words then that we use to describe these sorts of situations which (laughs) unfortunately are are rather common for women sure well i'm actually i'm i'm interested to know if you also say these in british english so in american english right um there's uh, the slang word perv, yeah. which is short for pervert. So that's easy to trace back where that comes from. Um, yeah, we so say we that, we say like that one. Dude. We, sorry, yeah, we say that too. Yes, uh, a perv or a pervert. Yep. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty common, calling someone, some dude a perv. If he's like trying to like – you know the dudes that don't talk to women by looking them in the eye? They talk to women by looking at other places on their bodies. That is not appropriate. So that dude is a perv. Yeah. Um, you could also say he's a creep, 
right? Do you say that? Well, we, t- yeah, but it sounds quite American, okay. but you might hear some people saying it, but we would say creepy as well. Creepy, obviously, mm-hmm. is for things like horror movies and stuff like that. But also you can sure. say a creepy guy or a creepy person is like someone who is, yeah, a bit of a perv and a bit weird. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I think... Like creep would have this other connotation, mm. right? Because it does come from uh, like describing something that is scary. So I like keeping that connotation mm-hmm. and saying, yeah, like the pervy dudes are also scary because yeah. like don't talk to them. Yeah, They're gross. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, like yeah. being a creep is being sort of a um, a bit a bit menacing, right? Yeah. A bit uh, a bit scary, but again, like these. That's part of the the movement, the hashtag Me Too movement, is that, you know what, like, we shouldn't be scared of this anymore because Mm -hmm. women are taking back the power. Women are like, no, if this happens, I am going to tell everyone. Right. (laughs) And you will be known as the monster that you are. So, yeah, it is, like, hopefully preventing this stuff from happening in the future. I think think men are sort of maybe being forced into a more respectful position now because they know that Mm. women are not going to be afraid to talk about it. So. Oh, exactly. Yeah. How are men handling it, do you reckon? Um, well, I mean, I mostly know dudes that are awesome, that are completely feminist and respectful towards women, and mm-hmm. they think it's great. But even them, um, I find they're surprised to the extent that people can say me too. Um, Mm. I think every woman, and I say this in the video lesson, every woman I know has has had a me too moment in their lives. And I think it is surprising to men the extent that the harassment and the abuse and the violence has existed in society. Um, It is surprising, right? I don't know if you remember when hashtag me too happened last year. Yeah, absolutely. But everybody I knew was saying me too on facebook right wow wow yeah yes yeah big it's a serious thing yeah absolutely i mean how like dudes that you know are they surprised by this are they like happy about it no absolutely everyone is completely um completely shocked by it and uh you know it's it's uh it's an incredibly serious thing and uh you know like a lot of guys just we 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 sort of look at other guys we kind of think you know who are these other guys that are doing this kind of thing you know because uh you just sort of it's it's like i guess certain men are just you know pervs and uh you know it's probably not obvious who which ones are the pervs and which ones aren't Sure. Uh, so yeah it's it's shameful and it's it's extremely serious and of course it's a good thing that uh people now feel like they've got a voice and they can call these sorts of things out because uh you know it needs to it's no good this sort of thing can't can't be tolerated um yeah of course so to like to to try and make all of this as positive as we can right yeah. because we're growing we're getting better yeah um also in the lesson for that i recommend some comic books that i really like which guys okay don't like don't turn away from these comics because the first one is somebody that everybody should know about captain marvel right and why should everybody know about her because there's a captain marvel movie coming out yeah. in 2019 yeah. um and also at the this is kind of a spoiler. Have you seen Infinity War? Are you into superheroes? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm completely into it. 
Yeah. Okay. I've seen Infinity right. War. I've I've uh, you know read all about it. I've watched all the scenes again. And yeah, I'm completely cool. into the the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, and it's got better and better over the last couple of years it's suddenly gone bam it got really good like after civil war and then um uh thor ragnarok and then infinity war uh and and the spider-man movie and to an extent ant-man all of those films are just really good and so yeah i I can't wait to see what happens in avengers 4 i just can't wait yeah but at the okay, so when you were watching Infinity War, yes, and of course all Marvel fans know that you have to stay after the credits, right? right. Yeah, because there's that like teaser thing mm-hmm. at the end. Did you know what that signal was? Yeah, like I, on his little beeper. Did you know what the band and the star was? Yeah, I did because you know that's the extent to which I'm a I'm a geek cool. for this stuff. But I've never actually read the comic books for this character. Uh, Captain Marvel so I I don't so she's new to me and I'm I'm one of these sort of people who's mainly into the films because the only times I got the Marvel comics the actual comic books was when I went to the States on holiday a couple of times and we found comic book stores and kind of I was getting all these old copies of Spider-Man and stuff and so I just had these sort of like individual copies from series so I never got many of the stuff in the comics um so yeah, don't I don't really know much about Captain Marvel. Okay, Captain Marvel is the most powerful superhero in yeah. the Marvel universe yeah. right now, like as it stands right now, right? Like that's why the Avengers have to call her in to, to help out cuz she's mm. like the most incredible superhero and she's a woman, obviously. We're saying she. Mm. But <laughs> one of the things that I love about the female superheroes Right now, and I talk about so, and I make some other recommendations. But the female superheroes now are not—I don't know. I think like before the like the '90s and before, mm. a female superhero was a superhero because she was as powerful as a man, or she could right, like she right. could be compared to like a male superhero in some respects. Uh-huh. But Captain Marvel isn't a superhero because she's like a man. She is. She is using her powers as a woman as well, and that is part of what makes her so powerful, right? Like using sort of intuition and not not hiding emotions, not being like, no, I can be strong because I could not have emotions and not be a woman. Like that's not it. Mm. That's part of her power, right? She doesn't hide the fact that she's a woman. And yeah. I love that. She could be vulnerable. She could like be honest about what she's thinking and feeling and that helps helps her be even stronger. Um, yeah, so this is one reason why I love Captain Marvel. I love her so much that I have a tattoo. Do you? <laughs> I have lots of comic book tattoos. But on my my right hand, I have the Captain Marvel band yeah. tattooed across three knuckles. Wow, you must be so, so excited about this film coming out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I totally am. I'm stoked. But the um, the author of the new Captain Marvel series, she's actually based in Portland. Ah, so which is also super cool. Okay. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> we were going to talk about uh, some of our favorite female comedians as well. Um, yes, right um, now. 
You know, I like to recommend comedy to my listeners. It's difficult to understand comedy in, in a second language, of course. Yeah. Uh, but I always like to try and recommend comedy to my listeners. So, I mean, you know, so many female comics on both sides of the, of the Atlantic. Uh, I've got, I've yeah. chosen one American comedian and most, all the others uh, that I've got here are from the UK. So can you tell us about cool. maybe, a, you know, your favorite uh, female comics in the States at the moment? Sure. Yeah. Um, I think as far as stand-up goes, I would say I really like Kathleen Madigan. She's – and I get to see her in a couple weeks, actually. Yeah. She's coming through Portland. So stand-up Kathleen Madigan. She's this just – she's a little fire plug, man. Um, she's hilarious. Like just very deadpan. Yeah. She's been on Comedians in Cars getting coffee as well if oh, yes. you want to check that episode yes. out, guys. Um, so stand up, yeah, definitely recommend her. Watch some clips on YouTube. But as far as um, just the broader scheme of being a comedian, being in movies, doing sketch and improv, Kristen Wiig, right? Yeah. Like she started on SNL on Saturday Night Live. Mm -hmm. And oh my God, just so many classic characters there. But then, guys, if you have not seen the movie Bridesmaids, that was really her sort of breakout hit as being a star and being super funny. Mm. Bridesmaids. Did you do you yeah. remember watching yeah, that yeah, as a yeah. Peter's I remember film? watching that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very funny. There's a particularly memorable scene in a bathroom. <laughs> oh, I was thinking about the scene in the street when they're all treating the street as a bathroom. One oh, say. yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it does remind oh, me of just going to weddings as well and like going to sure. going to people's weddings and you get this sense that there's tension going on between some of the female friends or between like different uh, <laughs> uh, people at the wedding. And there's definitely there's some very funny scenes in that. Remember when she's uh, it's like her friend is getting married, but her friend's got another friend yeah. and they're sort of like competing about, or one of them is being extremely possessive and competitive yeah. about being the, the bridesmaid and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Very funny. Yeah. Well, one of them is, you know, like super together and looks like, you know, has the perfect successful woman life. And then there's the other friend, Kristen Wiig. She's still figuring stuff out, right? Yeah. Like she's still trying to figure out where <laughs> she is in life and what she's going to do. Yeah. Um, which is another completely valid phase to, be in and so i there's this competition between her right the mm. not together person and the together person um uh, but then right. that's also the i think that's the first time that melissa mccarthy was noticed yeah. and she's another amazing female comedian who i love exploring her stuff because she's very empowering because mm. she's not what you think of as being like a skinny beautiful person and she doesn't have to be like she's very comfortable with who she is as a, a plus sized woman we could say yeah. and she doesn't have to like use that as her comedy which i think some people do mm. she's um that's part of you know what she can make fun of about being herself and being honest with the world yeah. but she's also just so intelligent and funny she was in this another movie that your listeners might have missed it's sort of an indie movie with bill murray who come on god yeah. of comedy yeah um called St. Vincent. It's like uh -huh. this little indie movie. Anyways, everybody should check it out. It's amazing, for I've sure. I've written those names down so my listeners can see them on the page for this episode. Uh, my, cool. my thoughts were, well, I've got Maria Banford, as we said before in, in our emails, 
Uh, yeah. Maria Bamford is an American stand-up comedian who is uh, just incredible. I've never, <coughs> se- I've never seen her live, but I've uh, seen her videos and listened to uh, some of her albums and things. And um, she's amazing because she does all these different voices. She can kind of uh, yeah. like her normal voice is very sort of vulnerable and like in yeah. in her real life. And she talks about her life a lot. She suffers from mental health issues, and mm-hmm. she manages to kind of explain the experience of this. Uh, you know, woman who's suffering from these mental health issues, but she does it by doing all the voices of the people around yeah. her in, in her life. So there's the voice of her mother, the voice of her sister, the voices of other people that she meets uh, in her life. And all of the, these other people have got these incredibly smooth and self-confident uh, and even patronizing voices. <laughs> you know, there's always like this other female right. character who's like, you know, totally got everything together. And, and, and then, you know, so she has these conversations with herself and it's just incredibly inventive and uh and you know just just so funny and so bold as well so kind of strong to be able to be so vulnerable and yet uh, you know to expose yourself like that it's just you know amazing but talent very very talented i like to do different voices in my act because my own voice does not command the respect and the attention that i believe i deserve i go into some fancy shop and say Hi, can I get some help? They'd be like, no, little girl. We're not serving little girls today. (laughs) But you know, if I went in there and was like, Hi, what's your name? Cindy? Cindy, I need to speak with your manager. Thanks a lot, sweetheart. Um, that voice she does of the woman that's so together like it's yeah. so it's so amazing that she could like pretend to be a together person yeah at the same time she's telling you i am not together at all but, right but, like but also the- so you like you feel like it's in there yeah somewhere right like yeah. she could grasp it like she knows it's possible mm. but she could still tell you like look <laughs> i'm completely not this person and making fun of people that have it together like right but also the, the 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 voices of those women who who have everything together they they've got like an edge of cruelty or to them or something totally. they're just mean and they're they're not nice yeah. people and they're judgmental and so yeah. it's an incredible way to kind of portray her life that she's sort of at the mercy of these slightly mean yet totally confident and organized other women and 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 it sort of you know captures i guess to an extent what it must be like to be uh you know uh, to have the issues mental health problems you know that that you're sort of at the mercy of people who've got it together in some way and they all judge you for it you know that like, these other characters yeah. are constantly uh patronizing her because they think that she's because she's got some problems that she's kind of stupid or sort of a lower status person it's right. very interesting um, right. Well, she did a show on Netflix as well that's based on her life. Did you see that? Uh, was that the one where she did it at home with her parents? Or was no, that another, that's another that, show. That was like that was a web series. Oh man, that was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> she just did stand up at home with her parents right. sitting on the couch. Oh, that was great. Her parents. No, were the her audience. web series. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, I need to get the name of it. You need to find the name of it to okay. put it in the blog post. Okay. Um. No, it was on Netflix. Yeah, like oh. last year, year oh, before, oh, and oh. it's fictionalized, oh. but it's like more or less based on her life. Okay. Right, I'll check that yeah. out. 
Uh, uh, yeah, no, Maria. she's amazing. Okay. Um, there's also a really good episode she did on WTF years ago, Mark Marin's yeah. podcast, mm. when he only when he still only interviewed comics. She like they're really good friends because they're both very vulnerable in their comedy yeah. about different issues that they faced. Mm. Um, and it's like just a recording of a car trip they took. And like they're both just being completely honest and hilarious and um yeah just like in the car. Okay. It's yeah, super I'm, authentic. I'm writing that it's in here awesome. as well. I'm writing that here <laughs> in the the notes here uh WTF with Mark Maron. Uh I've you know, I've got other British comedians I could mention but you know you probably won't know them I I, I expect. I mean do you know do you know French and Saunders? Do you know have you ever heard of French, French and, and Saunders? Saunders? Okay. Wait, are they the fab ladies yeah absolutely fabulous yeah yeah of course well i used to watch that in high school i'd come home and on comedy central there would be ab ab fab and then monty python right rerun so i would watch those like every day ab fab (laughs) was actually jennifer saunders so it was really only one half it was one half of of the the duo but uh french and Uh saunders yeah they were like these these women comedians who were on tv for like you know decades in the oh. UK, as they, with their own show, which is like a sketch show, but then also cool. uh, Ab- absolutely fabulous was a big hit as well. But um, yeah, French and Saunders just all throughout my childhood, I grew up watching French and Saunders just being very stupid and sort of <laughs> uh, fun, you know, just making fun of everything, making fun of typical sort of English women and yeah. making fun of uh, films and TV culture and just bickering. It's like they spent. <laughs> 30 years on tv just bickering with each other and it was hilarious that's so awesome yeah, so right. that same sketch show was on for decades yeah it wasn't just so much a sketch show it's like the bbc just oh, said okay. to them okay you've got half an hour just do whatever you want and and oh. the bbc did used to do that which was absolutely brilliant i, I guess they still do it but uh, they used to do that they used to just find a comedian or a pair of comedians that or group that they trusted and they would say okay you've got half an hour just go for it um and uh, that's sort of how monty python happened as well yeah 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 well (laughs) well that was a group of dudes you could trust to just run with it i mean come on the directions i I can't wait till my son is old enough to start watching those movies yeah Oh, so excited. Monty Python and the Holy Grail is just absolutely brilliant. Classic, man. Uh, there's others as well, like someone like Victoria Wood, who I'm sure you haven't heard of. No. She, she was a, a national treasure, this woman. She was a bit like a housewife who was also a comedian, but n- not like oh. Ro- not like Roseanne Barr, because that's something Ugh. else. Uh, Victoria Wood yeah, was like let's a, not recommend her. No, no, no. Nothing like that. I know that Roseanne Barr kind of carved out a career for herself as a comedian who was basically a housewife on stage, right? But um, no, but Vic- yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, but then anyway, she also turned real, real dark lately. Yeah. So there was that yeah. t- that uh, tweet that she put out, and it sort of uh, torched her entire career, sort of. Anyway. Anyway, moving on. Keep it keep it positive. Yeah, keep it light. <laughs> Victoria Wood. So she was like a, a, a sort of middle class normal English woman, a bit like the sort of one of your friends' mums sort of thing like that so she's like your friend's mum but she also would go up on stage and do comedy and um she did stand-up she did sketches and she played the piano and did funny comedy songs about like your parents having sex and things like that and it was never too rude (laughs) it was never too rude it was like you know that that sort of thing it was saturday evening entertainment but it was kind of like a little bit risque 
you know. So, but but she was a national treasure, and she she just was brilliant. And she died in 2016, um, oh, uh, along okay. with loads of other celebrities, of course. Yeah, who died right. That year. Yeah. Um, um yeah. would you say that her comedy would be family friendly to the extent that yeah. maybe there would be a couple jokes that parents would get and kids wouldn't and they'd yeah. be like oh ho, ho, ho. but then most of it was like completely fine for kids yeah totally yeah yeah it that was it was so like hard to find the sort of comedy that was i mean it's it's old stuff from the 90s and the 80s and you know i don't know how it would hold up now uh sure. al- although you know if you see it with the right sort of from the right point of view you know, of seeing it as like this nice little bit of vintage English comedy, then it's charming and it's it's great. But she she was it's, just you know this female comedian who was on who was on our t- television sets for for years and uh, a national treasure. Oh, I, I, I genuinely so think lovely. like a lot of the female comedians that I know personally from the UK, they saw Victoria Wood as being someone who they really looked up to and who they awesome. thought if she could do it, I can do it too. And you know, a lot of funny English comedians. Um, you know, took inspiration from Victoria Wood. So she was an important person in comedy. Well, I would imagine at the time that she was a success, that it, that she did have to overcome a lot of challenges yeah. and biases and assumptions, right? Like, you're a woman comedian. That's not funny. What are you going to do? Like, meh, right? And yeah. so that attitude must have existed at yeah. that time. And yet she's still became enormously successful in mm. a household name. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm actually interested to know her story. Like, I want to read Check her, her memoir. Victoria Wood. You'll see that she's lovely. Um, I've got others as well. I mean, okay, my last one will be uh, Sarah Pascoe. And she's a uh, an English stand-up comedian who's sort of doing very well at the moment. And uh, she is she basically just describes, I guess, the kind of life that most women in the UK experience in a in a very relatable way. And um, there are jokes in there, but they're not obvious. You know, they're weaved into stories. And um, okay. she's sort of relatable uh, cool. and and anecdotal. And it's sort of observational comedy about relationships and life. And, you know, yeah, a lot of a lot of the stuff that she's doing is is very much sort of, yeah, revealing what it's really like for, for, for girls these days. And it's it's nice. very good. She's very funny. I, I, I met her as a comedian once. Uh, really? Yeah, I was the cool. I emceed a, a show that she headlined, which was uh, which was Whoa, good. Yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah. Well, there was you know she. Uh, I mean, I used to do stand up in London back in the time when I was living there, and that was over. That was like over six years ago, um, and mm. uh, so she was just kind of coming up at that time oh, cool. she, she okay. we got her into headline our show and i was the mc and i got to introduce her and then watch her do her set in a quite a small room and she was already nice. really funny it was brilliant that's awesome yeah um i have i have a couple other recommendations that are like linked to podcasts actually okay. yeah. uh because guys i mean I know that people are listening because they obviously want to improve their English for some reason in podcasts. That's why they're listening to you. But podcasts made for native speakers, that's the next level, right? Mm. Like we Mm. should try to include a lot of those to like challenge ourselves. So one of my favorite podcasts is Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. 
Mm. Um, and this is it's on NPR, but it's a weekly podcast with three a panel of three comedians that make fun of the week's news. Um, and I know on British TV and there's a lot of shows that also do this mm -hmm. in England more than here, actually, on TV. But anyway, this podcast is awesome. The best like the all star guest. Her name is Paula Poundstone, and she's been a working stand-up for years and years and years. And she is she is the quickest person. I yeah. mean, it is it, oh man, it's amazing, guys. Every time she's on, those are my favorite episodes. So check out her stand-up, but also check out that podcast. Yeah. Um, and then the last one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is an improv show. It's called Spontanea Nation. Which is tough to spell, but <laughs> yeah. we can sort that out later. Spontanea Nation. Okay. It's hosted by Paul F. Tompkins. He's uh, also like super famous in the sketch and improv world. But he – I don't know. I love this show because it's hilarious, but it's also – he's very conscious about um, – including uh why like a diverse improv crew like he wants everybody to have a voice on his show and yeah. it's just the better for that so um the best guest that he has her name is tawny newsome and she's i i don't think she does stand up but she's um pretty well known in like the improv world she's on a lot of comedy podcasts and again just so quick like yeah. so Quick, improv is amazing. How can people invent and do voices and keep track of the accents and the stories and be that funny at the same time? Yeah. Like, yes. it's, yeah, it's amazing. Tawny Newsom, she's incredible. Okay, brilliant. Right then, so Jessica, how can people find all of your all of the stuff you've been doing then? What, what about the website, the YouTube channel? How can people find your, your stuff? Yes, awesome. So um, three different places, you guys. Um, yeah. On um, on YouTube, honestly, English is the name of the channel, and yeah. I have a new video up every Thursday. So get it's all just about slang, idioms, vocabulary, and pop culture, mm -hmm. and it's I'm having so much fun, and I hope you guys check that out. And then the website has even more lessons about mm -hmm. vocab and pop culture. Go to honestlyenglish.com. So you can go to the blog there, guys, because I also do blog posts every week with more vocab and stuff. Um, and we also have options for learning more English if you want lessons with transcripts and stuff like that. So there's a lot of ways to keep learning there. Um, find me on Facebook, the page. It's the same name, you guys. It's easy to remember. Honestly, English. And I'm also doing like just random Facebook live posts on there as I think of stuff like yeah. – over the weekend, my son and I had kind of a movie marathon with the Mission Impossibles mm. <laughs> because he's a little boy and action movies are super awesome. And yeah. that's an amazing series. Yeah. All the different directors. So anyways, I did like just a quick Facebook live check in about your mission. Should you choose to accept it? It's one of those movie quotes that yeah. is that we say it just comes up in conversation. Yeah. So, yeah. So check out those three platforms because there's like different lessons on on each one of them and they're all super fun okay fantastic well jessica thank you so much for talking to me you can now get you can go back to bed now if you need to oh, <laughs> that's impossible no yeah sleep. who needs sleep <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah who needs sleep okay well thanks again for talking to me and uh well best of luck with everything and you know speak to you soon maybe awesome thanks okay. for having me luke it was super fun <laughs> 
So there you go, folks. That was Jessica Beck and me in conversation there, obviously. Do check out the website. That's where I've put links and stuff and also videos of lots of those comedians. And you really should check those people out. Obviously, it's difficult to understand comedy in a second language, as has been said on this podcast so many times. But still, you might, you might like it. You might discover that, for example, Maria Bamford is amazing and you might suddenly get into all of her stuff. I mean, you know, just uh, explore, have a look, check it out, see what kind of uh, things you like. You, you might suddenly discover someone that, I mean, so, you know, for example, Maria Bamford, again, just mentioning that name. Um, I mean, I find her stuff to be so extraordinary and so original. It's the kind of thing that you, you kind of... Uh, you immediately fall in love with it and you want to watch all of it. And then before you know it, you've kind of consumed so much of her comedy. And if you're learning English and that happened to you, it would mean that suddenly there's all this available English that you can listen to and and so on. I mean, you know, maybe not. Maybe Maria Bamford might not be your cup of tea. I don't know. But uh, um, have a look anyway and see what you think. And, you know, French and Saunders, as I mentioned, they're just hilarious. You should see some of the stupid parodies of Hollywood films that they've done. I linked on the uh, page, I, in fact, I put a video on the page of them making fun of uh, the Mamma Mia movie. You know that movie? It's the, the movie with the ABBA songs in the soundtrack and it's got Meryl Streep and, uh, and Pierce Brosnan singing and other other uh, Colin Firth and people like that in it and they they made a sequel of the film recently i mean wow just sort of extraordinary films extraordinarily sort of t- terrible and yet compellingly entertaining at the same time um uh, but you've got to see if you know mamma mia the, the the film uh you've got to see french and saunders making fun of it it's it's extremely amusing uh so do check out those videos so there you go. How are you then? So how are you? How are you doing? How's everything going uh, with you? I'm doing okay, thanks. I'm feeling a little bit rough this morning. Rough. That means when you're feeling a bit tired. I'm f- I feel good. I feel good, but I'm just a bit kind of uh, worn down. Quite a long day yesterday. I won't go into all the details of what, what happened during the day, but it was kind of a long day where oh, there was a funeral involved, a member of the family um and that was emotional uh but um in the evening i did have comedy um which had been booked for ages and so i went out i did my comedy which was actually great fun i mean i wasn't feeling particularly amusing uh, on my way down to the show but um comedy's fantastic it's just wonderful i love doing comedy and and thankfully the room where i performed it was completely full uh, a packed room and a fantastic audience. They were really up for a good time, really responsive. It was a mix of French people and international people. There, were, there was a large group of Americans in there for some reason. I always find that funny when you have tourists who come to Paris and they're just there for the weekend or something or just there for a few days and they choose to come down to see our show. And it's like, wow, you know, compared to all the other things that you could have done, all the touristy things, you come to our show, good choice. I think it's a good choice because you get to listen to comedians a mix of sort of uh, french comedians doing it in english and foreign comedians from like the uk or america or Stra- or australia or wherever uh, and often talking about their experiences of of living in paris and so it's kind of 
could be quite a good way to see what it's really like and, and have a really cool experience. Anyway, we did have a group of Americans in and they were they were great. They were laughing uh, and sort of responding in the audience, which is always good because you need that. You need the right mix. I do anyway, because I, you know I'm not doing my stuff in French. It's all in English. So you need a certain percentage of the audience to be able to get exactly what you're saying and to be able to laugh at the jokes. And then the other people in the audience who maybe their English isn't, quite as strong uh they can relax a bit because you know they they can just enjoy i don't know when when uh, some of the audience are laughing it kind of means that the rest of the audience is able to laugh too that sounds strange but you just kind of get a certain ratio i don't know what it is but as as long as you get something like 40 percent of the audience uh then the other then then you'll get 80 percent. does that make sense if you get 40%, then you'll kind of win the others over too. Uh, it's complicated doing comedy. Anyway, it was good. And um, I mean, there is nothing like it really going up on stage and getting laughs from what you're doing. And uh, so that was a lot of fun and um, kind of made up for the rest of the day. Anyway, I don't want to overshare or anything. But um, just sort of telling the story of what's going on uh, over here at the moment. So there you go. I'm going to do a ramble, I think, soon. Not now, because this is the end of an episode. But I will maybe in the next episode. I don't want to make any promises because, you know, you know what it's like with a podcast. Sometimes I'll promise, hey, I'm definitely going to do this. And then just life gets in the way and I don't get get around to doing it. But uh, I think I'll probably be rambling about various things. Got just little bits of news and some little stories and other things to mention. So I will ramble on probably in the next episode. So that means that I don't need to ramble on now. And I can kind of shut up and uh, make sure the episode doesn't go too long. Because I know some people out there are like, my journey to work is 40 minutes long. So I demand that the podcast should be 40 minutes exactly uh, to match my morning commute, which is a fairly common request. Anyway, stop talking, Luke. They need to go to work. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for listening. You know what to do. Get the Luke's English Podcast app to get all that uh, extra bonus uh, content, which is free in the app. And also sign up to Luke's English Podcast Premium to get regular episodes where I go all into the, into the language and use my particular set of skills that I have as an English teacher to help you with grammar and vocabulary and pronunciation and all that. And by becoming a premium subscriber, you can also support the podcast by basically paying for something like a cup of coffee or, or a pint of beer for me every week or a sandwich or something like that. It's equivalent. It's roughly equivalent to that much money uh, every month. Um, so you can kind of become a, a patron of Luke's English podcast and get access to all that premium stuff as well, which is uh, which is cool. Teacherluke.co.uk slash premium uh, is how you get uh, started. All the information is there. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you also to Jessica Beck for being on the podcast today. And I will speak to you again uh, on Luke's English podcast very soon. But for now, goodbye. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? 
Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar, and pronunciation teaching from me, and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.